Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. So Murray Helberg exemplified the Olympic spirit of triumphing over adversity. He was badly injured while playing rugby when he was 17. And after months of rehabilitation, he was left with a severely damaged shoulder and a withered left arm. And he had to teach himself to do everything, everything from writing to eating with his right hand. From that incident arose the will and the courage of a true champion. Helberg won the Olympic 5,000 gold medal in 1960 and the Empire Games 3-mile golds in 1958 and 1962. Still leading, followed by Scott and Halberg of New Zealand. But out of the blue, Murray Halberg puts on a sprint which leaves the rest nowhere. The crowd roars as he speaks for the tape with a good 60-yard lead. The time, 13 minutes, 15 seconds. Smashing the game's record by 20 seconds and collecting the Empire, British National and British All-Timers record... In 1958, he became the first New Zealander to break four minutes for the mile. And he was really, he really was the first great athlete to emerge from the Arthur Lydia stable. So Murray was born in Ekatahuna, but he grew up in Auckland. And he was a handy cricketer before his unfortunate accident, but was already starting to enjoy some success as a runner. And the chance to watch the 1950 Auckland Empire Games fueled his desire further. His talent was nurtured by Lydiard with his endurance training method. It took Halberg a while to mature as an athlete. There were less than impressive efforts at the 1954 Empire Games and the 1956 Melbourne Olympics before he stepped up into the top of the world class. And at Melbourne, he reached the final of the 1500, but he ran a poor tactical race. He slipped back through the field to almost finish last. He was devastated and he vowed to himself that he would return to the Olympic stage and fulfil what he believed was his destiny. That destiny? To be an Olympic champion. By 1960, he was favoured to win the Olympic 5,000 metres. He and Lydia decided on the same tactics he'd successfully employed at the 1958 Cardiff Empire Games. Sprinting clear with three laps remaining and then holding on. It was a tactic that called for boldness, tenacity and braveness. Halberg had all of those in spades. Spurred on by stablemate Peter Snell's victory in the 800 metre final just before his race, Halberg carried out the plan perfectly. He put 20 metres on the field with a sudden burst and held that margin all the way to the tape. Coming up now to the finish, 20 yards, 5 yards to go. A magnificent victory for Murray Halberg of New Zealand in a time which we make 13 minutes, 14.9 seconds. A new British Empire and Commonwealth British All-Comers, British National Record. He continued running until the Tokyo Olympics in 1964, where he finished seventh in the 10,000 metres. But by then, he was past his best. And when he retired, he did do some coaching, but he preferred to pour his energy into his new form trust. Helberg, he was voted the New Zealand Sportsman of the Year in 1958 and was knighted in 1988. And in 1990, was inducted into the New Zealand Sports Hall of Fame. At the turn of the century, he had a battle with cancer, but he returned to good health 
and assisted the 2002 Commonwealth Games team in Manchester as a mentor. So good in that role, he filled it again for the 2004 Athens Olympics. While he's a champion athlete, it is his desire to help others through his foundation that will endure for all time. Sir Murray Helberg, 1933 to 2022, Olympic champion, New Zealand legend, Kiwi icon. For many that couldn't, now they can. For many that wouldn't, now they will. New Zealand is indebted to your unrelenting commitment and service. Sir Murray Helberg, thank you. Man, Sir Murray Helberg, an absolute champion of one gone, 89 years of age, uh, lost his life and our sincere t- condolences to friends, to Lady Phyllis um, and all the people he has impacted. He is a genuine life changer. He's an opportunity maker and all of us in New Zealand will be indebted to him for a long, long time, but the foundation will carry on. After one o'clock, we're going to catch up with Rod Dixon, Olympic 1500 metre bronze medalist. Um, New York Marathon champion and longtime friend of Samari. Um, it's with heavy hearts we have guests coming on today, and I really appreciate them coming on. So after one, Rod Dixon. Also in that hour, the whole hour is about Samari. Fiona Allen, she is the chief executive of Paralympics New Zealand. On all the help and all the doors that Samari Helberg has enabled to be opened over the years. Carolyn Steele, she is the chair of the Helberg Foundation. The impact the importance of Sir Murray Helberg, particularly with those with disabilities, getting opportunities. Carolyn Steele will join us between one and two. Um, two to four, we go back to normal programming. Jeremy Paul Show, 2.15. Mitch Graham, former Chiefs and Taranaki prop, is part of our Rugby Network series, catching up with former players and what they're up to now. Fascinating story for Mitch Graham. We still have the vault. We have what's making news. We have a whole swag of other things as well. Um, but it stays like this. Um, we do have to pause and reflect on the passing of great people, which is why Midday Madness is going to be dedicated to Sir Murray Helberg as well. Um, and as Ricardo just told me, a, a listener called Brian called up and said he listened to SENZ all day. So he's probably taken his transistor with him and he's probably listening now. Let's say he's listening now. Let's share with Sir Murray and his friends and family and all of New Zealand listeners, just memories of track and field. And he was such, you know, I think of him and Jack Lovelock. Yes, there were athletes before that, but him and Jack Lovelock set us up. I mean, heroes in my childhood, John Walker, Dick Quacks, Rod Dixon. I'm so pleased that we have Rod Dixon coming on. Your enduring memories and the moments of pride, and it can be Olympic Games, it can be British Empire Games, Commonwealth Games, it can be World Championships, it can be sub four minute miles, it can be modern, it can be pre-modern or it can be prehistoric. Uh, I don't care. Let's share some track and field, some athletics love with all of our listeners. Um, So many have come to mind with me. Uh, I know I've just sprung this on you, but I'd really like to share some memories 
of track and field, particularly athletics, on 0800 150 811. I'm just wondering if we play our normal intro music because I want it to be a little bit more reflective. So n- none of the madness, madness music, but um, do call us, please. 0800 150 811. He would love that. He would love that. And also, just remembering, we have our rural roundup playing out between 12 and 1 on all networks except for Auckland and Wellington. So Auckland and Wellington, um, this is your chance um, to share some memories. John Walker, for me, um, in my younger days, it was the 1976 Olympics when he won the gold medal. Just... I. I just couldn't fathom that a country so small could have someone winning the event at the Olympics in the 1500, and I guess you could say the 100 metres uh, blue rim event. But I, I also remember athletes like Lorraine Moller, Anne Ordain, Kim Robertson, Wendy Brown, um, Tanya Murray out of nowhere winning a high jump at the Commonwealth Games. Um, so many proud, proud moments. Um, and I've been trying to remember... Um, Jack Foster, there he is. I think he was 42 when he represented New Zealand in the marathon at the Commonwealth Games. Just your track and field memories. I'd really love you to um, ring up and share those moments with us. 0800 150 811. Um, I can see some calls coming on there. Just waiting to come through. There we go. Ed from Tolaga Bay. Ngamuhi, Ed. Oh, Nami Kitaranga Tirata. Murray Halbert, mm. moi 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 moi. Mm. Uh, aroha ki te whānau pani. Um, uh, and a thousand apologies to you, Staffy, for yesterday, for my little hiccup. That's all right. All good. All good. So I just read about him, man. I just read about um, old uh, Ta Murray Halbert, old Sir Murray. Um, he's followed the break to full minute mile. Yep, that's it. Wow, but... um. So he's a bit before my time. So uh, there's a statue down the road over here on Great South Road in Rewa. Is there? Yeah. It's a statue of John Walker. Ah. So that's the guy that I grew up watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember someone told me a story once, and I'm just trying to think who it was, that he used to work in South Auckland somewhere, and instead of getting the bus, he would run to work. And people on the bus were all, because they'd stop at every bus stop, and John Walker would run past them. Then the bus would take off, they'd pass him, they'd pull over, he'd pass them. And they reckon he got to work quicker by running than getting the bus. Well, that's our champions are made, eh, Steph? That's it, mate. That is it. Old school, old school stuff. Yeah. So, um, so you know, you know, as all kids growing up and um, like league players and stuff like that, you know, we had all our little fast followers and our teams, didn't we? Yep. And like, um, in my time, boy, uh, my mate Paul Clark, hundred meter, two hundred meter champion, mm. can go. You yeah. know, secondary school. It's yeah, a- yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's an amazing character-building sport, athletics. And as I've got to know the athletes, it's uh, whether you carry on in track and field. Um, it's a great building block for so many sports. Like you know, Ed, you've you've had guys that are that have been sprinters, and they come along to your rugby team or your rugby league team, and they've got wheels. They didn't get wheels through rugby yeah. league. They got wheels through track and field. Yeah, man. Um, my mate Paul Clark, hundred meter, two hundred meter champion. Uh, he could move out, and then even that. Um, Oh, one of the boys, Jared McCracken, he could move out. I'm not too sure about his background, but when he hit league, boy, uh, on the wing, he could move out, man. Mm. Yeah, there's a few fellas I've seen with heaps of wheels. Mm. But, um, 
Yeah. Um, now me to everybody uh, listening uh, to our to this great man. Great to- man. Yeah. Good mean, Ned. Thank you for those sentiments. It's very kind. Very good of you. All good, my, my bro, Steph. All Cheers, good. buddy. There's, there's Ed. Beautiful words. Um, beautiful words. Uh, so do join in. 0800 150 811 is the number to ring up and join in. As I was saying to Ed, that um, you know, track and field is such a good base for, for future sports. I remember um, he was a one-game all-black Craig Wicks. He was the sprint champion in Manawa too, and then he turned up on the wing. And he was just rapid, and Sam was pointing to himself because Sam was a a jumper and a, and, and a sprinter, and you probably were a better football player because you had that speed that you earned through athletics. Oh, I'm totally. I was actually just going to say Wicks. Excuse me. Um, I, I ran with a with a Wicks in high school. I wonder if it was son of. Was it spelt W I C K E? Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I wonder if it's son of. Might be. Name's Fraser Wicks, very, very good 400 meter run. I think he was running sub, you know, 49 seconds, like 48, 47, which was very quick for, mm. for high school. Um, oh, I, I would recommend to almost any kid or child athlete, you know, sort of going through those teenage years, no matter what sport they're playing, athletics is a fantastic supplement over summer. Mm. You know, obviously keeps you busy, but just the 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 fitness, uh, the, the fast twitch muscle fibres, it helps any sport and you, you bang on for my football. You know, it was that over summer that helped my anaerobic fitness, my, my, you know, got me my speed. But it's kind of funny because I've always thought of running as almost the purest form of sport, right? Yeah. Like all the all the sports we love and know, and, and I do love other sports more, all involve some sort of equipment. artificial equipment. Whereas running is literally just you and a track or a or a field or whatever it is, and you, you I mean a lot of people say you, you're racing against yourself. Of course you've got competitors, but you're just as much battling yourself mm. as you are anything else. Um, and so, man, I I, I I didn't grow up watching Snells and Halbergs and and um, Dixons etc. But I've always loved running. Mm. Always loved it. Always loved watching those events at the Olympics. Always respected those athletes. And um, yeah, it's um, they're sort of getting to that age now, aren't they, Steph? Where you know, sort of seeing a number of them get you know pass on, and it's uh, yeah, it's a sort of an era passing on, as it were. Yeah, we're in reflective moments, aren't we, at the moment? Because um, it's inevitable. And what do they say? Two two short, two surest things in the world: it's death and taxes. But and, and it's going to happen. And, and I'm pleased he lived a full life. And um, I'm looking forward to talking to the, the chair of the foundation as well about what they do because they operate and they're probably a lot more big uh, in activity and um, integration through our societies than what people realise. So looking forward to chatting to them. Zaid from Auckland. G'day, Zaid. Hello, Zaid. Oh, dodgy phone. Completely gone, completely gone. Um, we'll get Zade to ring back, but do join in. 0800 150 your, your memories of um, New Zealand track and field moments, just in honour of Murray Helberg, and we've heard from one of his very good friends that he listens to the show all day, every day. So if he can, he will be listening now. So share some of those moments. I'd love to hear from you. 0800 150 give us a yell. Gull, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz. Mark Stafford, kicking back and talking sport all afternoon. It's Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ.
We are sharing your favourite track and field moments in honour of Sir Murray Halberg. 0800 to share those memories. Zade from Auckland. Let's try your phone again, Zade. Hello? Yes, it sounds better. Um, I was saying tomorrow I'm off to the uh, King in the Ring for the first time. Are you? Jeepers. Yeah, i got tickets to King in the Ring uh, light heavyweight. Um, the guy that I'm looking forward to watching is, uh, is Oscar Remihara. I think he's a guy from... CKB, so I'm hoping I'm hoping he can get up and win the uh, the eight man tomorrow. Um, another good one by the Breakers last night. Barry Brown Jr. 29 points, um, pretty easy win 110.84. Um, and the surprising football result this morning was Japan getting up over Spain 2-1. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of Asian people will be pretty happy this morning with Japan getting up there. Um, pretty big result beating. Spain and knocking out Germany for the second time in a row, they're not making out the group. Um, and probably um, one of the best running moments, I think, was it the was it the Olympics 2008? Was it Nick Willis who got the bronze medal? Yep, Nick Willis in yeah. um, Athens, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah, Nick, Nick Willis. Um, and obviously, well, I don't never heard of too much of Samari Halberg, but he obviously did a lot for the people with disabilities, and he also. Um, Obviously, he got the Halberg Awards named after him, so he was obviously a great one. Runner, sorry, won the 2000 and, oh, no, sorry, was it? The 1960 Gold Medal. Yeah, he was, so, yeah, he actually got the Sportsman of the Year in 1958, I think it was, and then it went away, and he, when he retired, he bought them back. Um, so yeah. he, he sort of bought them back, uh, if my memory serves me correctly. But no, he was a great man's aide. And um, do a little bit of research yeah. on him. You might be blown away by, by what he achieved. He was uh, an incredible man. But yeah, obviously, uh, we, we always watch the Halbergs every year. You know, it's always on. And never, you always love seeing who, who's won the awards. It's pretty much stacked by rowers, really, isn't it? And, say, and um, <laughs> uh, Lisa Carrington, well, you know, she wins the Women's of the Year every year, pretty much about the last. So many years she's been in there, yeah, and their coach. Yep, yep, yep. But the the absolute legend. <laughs> yeah, so you know, good, they win. Yeah, good yeah. man's eight. Thanks for calling, buddy. All right, let's thank you. let's move on to Grant. G'day, Grant. G'day, Sam. How's it going, mate? Good, thanks, Grant. Yeah, yeah. I remember a day back in probably eighty six, eighty seven. Um, I ran on a ran on a two hundred meter race at Mount Smart. Probably a race. I think it was just before John Walker's one hundredth four minute mile. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think he had Edmund Codland over. Well, I think it was Edmund Codland. Eamon, Eamon Codland, yeah. Eamon Codland, yeah. So that was, yeah, I think it was 86 or 87, and I ran the 200 metres, the race just before it. Wow. Wow. Because I think a few, like, I think someone like um, Steve Ovette or someone like that came over as well. I think it was what, someone, Scott? Uh, American? Oh, yes, yes. I don't think it was... Yes, Scott, you're right. One of his Walker's mates. One of one of Walker's mates. Because I was a Rewa runner as well. Read at Manu Rewa the same club with John Walker. Mm, Steve Scott. I th- was it Steve Scott? Steve Scott. I think it was. No. Yeah. I oh, think... yeah, I'm not too sure. I'm, gonna... I'm pretty sure he had a good mate, an American guy as well, was there. Okay, and that. So not... it was quite a quite a big day at Athletics. I know that because they was going for his hundredth four minute mile. Yeah, and I think there were, there were two guys that were in a race to get to 100 first. And I think John Walker ultimately finished up with 135 sub four-minute miles. Yeah, I don't know what he ended up on. Yeah, what an so athlete. So that brings back an old memory. Yeah. That brings back a good day. Yeah, it sure does. It sure does. Fantastic memory. Thank you, sir. Uh, cheers, mate. Cheers, buddy. Um,
Yes, Steve Scott. Um, one of the greatest milers in American history. Silver medal at the 1500 at the World Champs in 83. Um, he's got a number of American records, indoor records, etc. Uh, he was in the US team at the 84 Olympics, finished fifth in the five, uh, sorry, 1500 metres, and also at the 1988 Olympics in Korea. Uh, he went to. Well, he was going to go at the 1980 Olympics at Moscow, but of course didn't didn't go. Actually, there it is. He ran the sub four minute mile on 136 occasions. That's right, because that's why I remembered 135 because he beat John Walker's. I'm pretty sure John Walker was 135, so Steve Scott was 136. Yeah, 136. Um, Feel free to call us in this first hour, 0800 150 811. Memories, your great track and field memories, and Grant had a great one there running the 200 metres. I remember that mile race in Auckland because there was so much hype around it with John Walker going for 100. And before this morning, I never realised Sir Murray Halberg was the first to do a four-minute mile, first New Zealander to do a four-minute mile. And not only that, he ran 3.57 and change. So... He, comfortably under the, the four-minute mile. And I also learned that, uh, I just uh, I looked at it this morning, something like 31 New Zealanders have run a sub-four-minute mile and something like 22 of them have only done it once. Uh, Ten of the sub-four-minute miles have been run at Wanganui and one of the races at Wanganui, four athletes went under the four-minute mile and never did it again. Um, the four-minute mile, gosh, it doesn't mean as much nowadays as it did back then. I think John Walker was the first one to go under 350 with 349.7, I'm going to say it, Oslo or Gothenburg or somewhere like that. Um, so many wonderful track and field memories for New Zealand, which I'd love you to ring up and share on 0800 150 um, So many And the field as well. Um, Dame Val in recent times was wonderful. I remember when Beatrice won her won her title as well. It was fantastic because we hadn't, we'd been a long time out outside the field events. Of course, there was um, Yvette Williams was before my generation, but a real trailblazer as well. And someone texted in uh, New Zealand's only female Olympic track medalist was Maurice Chamberlain. She got a bronze medal at the 64 Tokyo Olympics and she still holds the 440 and 880 yard. Thank you, Stephen. Um, is that our only track medalist? Whew. One. And this whole time, I'm just trying to think. I'm not trying to say you're wrong, Stephen. That's, that's um, so Anne Aldain, probably not. What did Lorraine Moller, I guess that's not track. I think Lorraine Moller won a bronze at the Olympic marathon. Again, I'm just working off a foggy memory. Um, but yeah, your memorable track and field memories. Do please share them. 0800 150 811. Happy to take your calls after the new sport and weather. Store or Google Play today. Well, listen, Buster. You better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Just had a text in from Linda, who's a great sports historian, and says, yes, Fraser Wicks is the son of Craig Wicks. And Linda texts in with a sad heart for Sir Murray. Rest in peace, Sir Murray. Thank you, Linda. Um, 
Uh, I was going to say, I was try, I've been trying to think of um, iconic athletes and probably you know, I mentioned that um, Jack Lovelock and Sir Murray, but even before them, um, Sir Arthur Porritt, and of course, famously, uh, he was in the Chariots of Fire 100 metre final. And I'm just trying to remember, I think the gold medalist was Harold Abrams. And Sir Arthur Porritt went on to be Governor General. And I think he was the, not a GP, what did they call them back in the day? He, he was the, the doctor to the medical, uh, to the British royal family. And of course, Porritt Stadium in Hamilton is named after him. And one of the big track meets is the Porritt Classic, named after Sir Arthur Porritt. Um, so that Olympics, ooh, when was that? Chariots of Fire Olympics was that about 1908 mm, am I going to go that far back I can't quite remember but um, yeah he was third in that very famous 100 metre final of course there was Jack Lovelock um, I mentioned uh, Yvette Williams uh, Dame Yvette Corlette uh, she was a long jumper uh, she won gold medal uh, in the long jump at the 1952 Helsinki Olympics and she's a very good basketballer and netballer as well. And uh, Norman Reed, the the race walker, he he was an incredible athlete as well. Um, he went to Melbourne. He won the Australian champs and then went to Melbourne, and fifty uh, k walk. My gosh, fifty k walk. Of course, Peter Snell needs no inter- introduction. Um, so Peter Snell, and of course. Murray Helberg's gold medal, the race immediately before that was the 800 metres that Peter Snell, they called that the golden hour. Um, so Peter Snell, not not too long departed as well. Um, Barry McGee, quite often overlooked because he was in that in that era as well. He was one of Arthur Lydiard's stable as well. Uh, 1960 Rome Olympics, um, he went there and uh, he won the marathon bronze medal. Uh, which is a fantastic effort as well. Um, just so many, so many good athletes of of that era, and then in, in more recent times, Nick Willis, as Zade rang up and mentioned, it was just so good to have a uh, so good to have a um, middle distance runner back at the helm. It had been a bit of a gap. We've had the likes of Adrian Blinko and Co. Um, so it's like, yeah, there's just so many memories. Gary from Upper Hutt calls in. G'day, Gary. G'day, Steph. Uh, you just mentioned um, Jack Lovelock, and um, that's a bit before my time, so I don't actually remember him. But it's that um, the audio that they play every once in a while of him winning that race. Mm. I think it was at the Olympics, and it's obviously it's his mate it is. or somebody that knows him doing that call. And he's like, "Come on, Jack! Come on, Jack! You can do it, Jack!" <laughs> 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 it's just yeah, it's quite a cool bit of audio, you know. Like I say, it's a bit before my time. I don't actually remember it, but listening to that. Yeah, it's one of those ones that's just, oh, yeah, that was obviously a pretty cool moment. Yeah, when he said, my God, Jack, you've done it. Yes, Jack, come on. My God, he's done it, Jack. <laughs> it yeah, was yeah, all the way yeah. down the last few, you know, yeah. sort of 60, 70 metres. It was, it was just, it was so much rawer then, I think. It wasn't, it wasn't as professional, and I think that made it a little bit oh. more endearing. Yeah, absolutely. It's these guys that just train hard and put the black signet on and, and do it, you know, do as good as they possibly can. Yeah, just Sorry, brilliant. A bit noisy here. That's all right, mate. You, you're, doing the graft. you're doing the graft. You're doing the graft. But one that I do remember would be Alison Rowe. Alison Rowe oh, and yes. Rod Dixon. There was that those times where they just seemed to win all these marathons everywhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they, they were amazing. Uh, Rod Dixon. Yeah. 
We've got Rod Dixon just after one, actually, so it'll uh, be good to have a chat to yeah, him. Yeah, that big barrel chested strong runner, you know. It's just, yeah, it's quite cool. It's very cool. Very cool. Awesome, Gary. Thanks for calling, right. buddy. Cheers. Cheers, yep. cheers buddy. Um, we've got the call that uh, I think it was Brian that Ricardo said called in. How long's the call, Sam? Do you know? It's roughly... Oh, let's play it out now. So this was a, a friend of Samari Helberg that called Mornings uh, with Ricardo this morning. If you missed it, here it is. I missed it, so I'm keen to listen. Yes, good morning. Um, I've been a personal friend for 62 years, and I was in Rome Stadium September 2nd, 1960, when Murray won the gold medal. And that evening, uh, in my little hotel, I asked the manager, could he um, contact the New Zealand village? I'd like to speak to Murray. And uh, as it happened, it, he got through all right, and Murray came on the, uh, on the phone, and uh, we had chatted for a little while, congratulating him for his medal. And then uh, I, I used to visit the family down at uh, Waiheke many, many times, and uh, on some days, when the, the tide was out at Little Aniroa, Murray and I and his two sons, Carl and Stefan, we would go and play cricket on the hard sand. Uh, we might be there for a couple of hours at least. And Murray was quite a decent medium pace bowler, and um, you had to be on your metal to... Uh, keep him out or else he'd knock your pins over. <laughs> but uh, we remained friends for a long, long time and uh, went to many of his dinners. And uh, I must tell you that when I visited him in hospital uh, a little while ago, he had his radio tuned to your station and he said it never goes off that frequency. So he used to lie in his bed and listen to your station and, and hear all the sporting things that were happening. And um, it's, it's quite sad, although we knew that it was inevitable that he would pass. When it does happen, it's pretty tough. Yeah, it, it it would be. I mean, eighty nine is you know is a good innings, I guess, as as they say. But it's always tough yeah, when you lose, 89 lose a friend. On July the seventh this mm. year, mm. but always tough, Brian, when you lose a friend, someone that's so close as you've been with him. Oh yeah, we we had great times down there. Picnics down at Waiheke. We we'd go wine tasting and we, as I say, played cricket, and we also had a few rounds of golf at the. Uh, only Tangy Golf Club down there, and we did a lot of things, and and we just chew the fat, so to speak, you know, about sport. Mm. We just mention a few names, and then we just quietly talk about them, and uh, yeah, it was just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, a sad time, but a blessing in a way because um, uh, you know he, he wasn't enjoying what was happening to him, but. Um, what a legacy he has left. Mm. Brian there, who called in, uh, a friend of Samari. Um, thank you for calling the show um, or the station today, Brian. Wonderful, wonderful memories. And that's the thing I always find when one of these greats passes away. It's like we don't really know the person. And we, we it's not by right that we should know them, but um, that's why we're going to dedicate one or two 
to the life and times of Sir Murray, and, and I've I've tried to line up different different angles for you. So we've got uh, Rod Dixon, the great athlete, coming on just after one o'clock. Uh, Fiona Allen, chief executive of Paralympics, and I can't I can only imagine the impact that he's had. And we've got wonderfully high performing para athletes now, and he was probably part of that. Um, early movement to get to get them the opportunity and the programs and of course Carolyn Steele she's the chair of the Helberg Foundation and the impact and the importance of Sir Murray Helberg uh, from their point of view the legacy he's left why he started it what he was like to work with um, and what the future looks like for the Helberg Foundation they do so much good work and I I was lucky enough to spend a bit of time up there a couple of years ago um, in their offices and the passion, like you know, you walk into some workplaces and everyone's really invested in what they do. That's the Helberg Foundation. The people there have got smiles on their face because they work hard at bringing joy to others who may not be able to attain that joy on their own. And that, to me, speaks volumes of Sumari. That was his vision way, way, way back, and it carries on. And they're such an important component of our sporting framework at the moment the Helbig Foundation so we'll be catching up with them as well. Feel free to text in memories if you can't make a phone call 8833 is the Temper Post text machine or you can call us 0800 150 it's Afternoons with Staffy in association with Gull, they fuel your mission all year round gull.nz to find out where your economical fuel stop is. We'll be back with your calls too cool after the break. Gull, fueling your mission pop into your local for some good value fuel Gull.nz. Mark Stafford kicking back and talking sport all afternoon. It's Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Welcome back in. Coming up to 10 to 1. Um, here's a good story from JD in Mount Eden. Uh, Staff, my dad used to see Murray Helberg religiously doing knee raises running up the ridiculously steep Air Street in Parnell in Auckland in 1959. When Samari went for home two laps out at Rome the following year, dad knew he wouldn't stop. <laughs> I just love the, I love the stories of the old school training. They're like um, Lydia used to take them into the into the Waitakere's and just run them and run them and run them. Um, and I don't I don't recall some of his athletes like um, Barry McGee and Bill Bailey, those types of guys. Um, but Dick Taylor, gosh, Dick Taylor, nineteen seventy four Commonwealth Games. I saw Dick Taylor on the news last night, tearing up, talking about. Um, Samari Helberg um, and I was talking about memories of great New Zealand athletes um, that you may remember I mean John Davies he was a wonderful athletics commentator after his career but he was a, he, I think he was a bronze medalist in, in an 800 or a 1500 at a, at a um, Olympic Games um, Les Mills of course the the gymnasium that's been named after him the, the, the gym movement he was a shot put and discus thrower um, so many great athletes. Um, so many. Sammy. Oh, you're talking to someone on the phone. He's talking to someone on the phone. Um, who else can I remember? Oh, Roy Williams. Was he decathlete? Decathlete as well. I, I met him once. And I remember ages ago, and I'm, and I'm thinking it was in the John Walker, Rod Dixon, Dick Quacks era, and I think they chucked them all together and went to the World Cross Country Champs. And I, I can't remember if they won it. But we had so many good athletes, and they. Does anyone out there remember that? Can you confirm or deny that, you athletics aficionados? In fact, Rod Dixon might even remember. I don't 
Was he in the team? I can't remember. I'll, I'll put that to him when I talk to him sort of uh, just after one. Um, so that'll be good. That'll be good. We talked to Craig from Tauranga. G'day, Craig. G'day, Steph. Good, thanks, Craig. Good. Um, not really athletics, but um, I really enjoyed – I'm enjoying watching Hayden Wild, obviously, living in, mm. in Tauranga. It's got that, that connection and, and that uh, that Olympic triathlon final with the, with the race with Alex Yee. Uh, that was pretty awesome, and and also, um, you know, up and coming with Santana, um, you know, being a bay boy as well. So keeping an eye on those two youngsters, which is really good. But what I what I really wanted to ring for is um, almost ask a favour, I guess, of, of SENZ and, and also just the general sporting public. Just when I kind of think that you know Murray Helberg, he, I, I don't know, I might not know anything or, or much about him at all, never met him or anything, but kind of feel like he would want us to be celebrating sports. So the Helberg Awards, we, we tend to always get into into the negative of who didn't get nominated yep. or, or who didn't win the award. And I'd really like it just to be positive, you know, like um, celebrate those who do, you know, and, and not necessarily get so negative about it, um, which we've all been guilty of, me too. Um, but, yeah, I, I just I kind of get the feeling that, that uh, he would rather us embrace and, and celebrate those that win rather than be negative about who who hasn't. So that's my request for the next Helbergs coming up. Perfect request too, Craig. Thanks for making that. That's awesome. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Okay. And I, I concur with Craig because the times uh, when I had a couple of days up at the Helberg uh, Foundation, they were quite upset that all the talk was about how come they got nominated and they didn't get nominated. That wasn't what it was set up for. It was to celebrate sport, not say who won. And I can't believe Ruby Tui won and Portia Woodman didn't. That's not what it's well, about. Imagine being one of the nominees and all anyone saying is, oh, it should be that person. He should be there. How would you feel as one of the nominees? Yeah, I know. Crazy, crazy. All right. Uh, another one's come in. Uh, Joey from Auckland. G'day, Joey. Yeah, go, Steph. Uh, I was just talking to your, your producer, um, Precious McKenzie, mate, the little fella, uh, weightlifter. Yeah. Um, and when I was a young kid, um, unbelievable, mate. You know, came over, I think, he's from South Africa or, or from that side, you know, and, um, you know, won gold. And, and Murray Elson, Murray Elberg, you know, fantastic. I mean, I only saw a clips of him running and that, but um, what he's done for New Zealand athletics and sport, just unbelievable. And, and, and just a humble man. And God bless him, you know, it's, it's just unbelievable. Um, you know, and the likes too of Dick Quacks, obviously probably been said Dick Quacks and Rod Dixon and those guys, John Walker. I was around in that era, uh, staff probably like you, and, and, and saw the, the Commonwealth Games in, in 76 and, and Dick Taylor winning. I mean, that was just unbelievable because he wasn't expected to win 10,000 metres. It's absolutely brilliant, you know. Mm. Um, it stays in your mind for forever, you know, that, that, that sort of thing. John Walker, I, I saw him run against Forward Bay, finishing second, and then breaking the, the, the world record, um, you know, under 350, um, 349, like you said, 349.7. Just, just fantastic New Zealand athletes um, that just been, we're so humble, you know, and, 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 and that's the beauty about Kiwis, I think. You know, we, we, we're such a humble um, a lot, you know, really. Um, and what we we overachieve unbelievably and we're so good about it, you know, just just fantastic. Yeah, great so, memories. Great memories, Joey. Thanks, yeah. buddy.